this is not going to go the way you think. My name is Matthew Kroll. And let the past die. Kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. Although I don't sound the same, my name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the apparently Shahir as a Sith-endorsed film, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Choose your destiny. Become who you were meant to be. <laughs> We, I like my voice like this, except, are, except when I try to do something slightly higher, yeah, it all goes. It goes I, I apologize shit. to our listeners. I am suffering from a cold right now. Oh, my God. And, it's uh, sultry. It's, and it's, it's making me whiskey smooth right now. It's whiskey smooth. Don't exert yourself. Just embrace the dark side of your voice. Yeah. For this now, what, the ninth Star Wars film we've reviewed on Jesus. this podcast? Because it's the original trilogy. Yep, That's six the, films. The pre, yeah. Well, the, pre, the originals and the prequels. Well, it's The Force Awakens, Rogue One. Then oh, the, so eight. No, 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 nine. nine. This yeah. is nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, nine. We've come full circle. Yeah. How much? What's that a percentage of 133 episodes? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do math <laughs> like that right now. Write us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. If you can use math. a calculator. If you real can use a calculator <laughs> real fast. Um, I, look, my, I turn off my phone for these recordings, Shahir. I don't have a calculator at the ready. Your brain is a calculator. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So, Matt, this is an interesting one. Uh, we have seen each other twice today. The, the, the first time was at the crack of dawn. That is true. We went to a 7.30 a.m. screening. We of did. The Last Jedi in on opening day and on opening day in Astoria Queens so so barren was our audience that they allowed us to bring Starbucks into the, into the movie <laughs> that was the most I gotta say that was delightful I wish they just let me do that all the time do you know in France you can buy a beer in a movie mother fucker no, I'm just oh, saying no, I'm quoting Pulp Fiction you can do that oh uh, you can do that here in certain ones <laughs> and then they call a quarter pounder uh, Royale, Royale with cheese, cheese. yes yeah, there Wait, you go. you're making Pulp Fiction this, references uh, yeah I know <laughs> no, Quentin Tarantino is going to direct a Star Trek movie uh, not Star Wars gotcha they're not the same thing no Will Wheaton uh, <laughs> I watched the thing on Twitter Will Wheaton went to uh, a the, the premiere of um, The Last Jedi in a Starfleet uniform <laughs> oh my god God, who does he think he is? Uh, he thinks he's awesome and he's right. <laughs> he is right. Uh, this has been an interesting week. Okay. Other than having a cold and I apologize again, if I'm going to crack uh, uh, high every now and again, uh, but I've, I'm, I'm writing at home right now. Cause I have a project that's due in a, in a couple of weeks. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm having that comfortable time of being able to wake up, do some writing. And then I have time off in the afternoon sure. where I can go to a movie. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been to three movies this week. Uh, this is the third one. Uh, the other one we'll be reviewing eventually the third, the, the, the other film that I saw, so we saw, I saw three billboards, uh, outside Missouri Ebbing, which we'll yep. be reviewing next week. Uh, I saw the last Jedi and then I saw Call Ebbing, me, Missouri, sorry, uh, Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. And then I saw call me by your name, mm -hmm. which I, I'm curious. I would love us to review it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't want us to talk about it. Do you want me not to poison your memory of a film you love? No, no, no. It's not that at all. It's, it's more that it's a film. I'm not sure you'll like it. And I don't know if you'll like it. Nah. Uh, and I, you know, I just don't want you to, to have to endure something you don't like. What, that, <laughs> since when is that true? That's true. I don't want you to endure something, which I, I don't know if you'll like, sure. I think I, sure. I, I suspect you will, but it's a curious film because it's, it's, it's a film, um, where literally not a lot happens. Okay. Uh, but it is beautiful. And, and, uh, the reason I went in and saw this, by the way, is we asked on, tw uh, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and on the episode last week for people to send in their movie requests to things that they thought we should see before the end of the year. And people have been, uh, responding really well. Phantom thread came up a couple of times. Call 
Call Me By Your Name, yep. three billboards. And then we had a couple of really interesting tweets from listener Jacob who suggested we should see Good Time. It's a movie I'm really disappointed we haven't reviewed this year because it's set in Queens. Yeah. Uh, the Safdie Brothers. Uh, we live there. Yeah, I know. We do live there. Uh, we're, uh, directing Robert Pattinson. Uh, a movie that's appeared on many top 10 lists for the end of the year. Uh, Brawl and Cell, Cell Block 99, the Vince Vaughn vehicle where oh, he's like yeah. in prison and fighting shit. Yep. Uh, and then and then Jacob does this every year. I love this about uh, our listener Jacob, but Jacob always points me to films that I should see that I haven't, and usually that I haven't even heard of. He's teaching you. Yeah, he is teaching me. Teachable um, moments from Jacob. He he pointed us to a movie called Better Watch Out, a horror film. He, he describes it as Home Alone meets Scream. <laughs> uh, I watched a couple of seconds of the trailer and I said, yes, we should have done that. We should, we should check it out. Is the sequel called Better Not Cry? And the, the third film uh, is Better Not Pout? Yeah, no, that's what it is. And then Santa Claus. He's telling you why. Yeah, he's telling me why. Yeah. It's soon, Shahir. I'm excited for the holidays. I like your joke. I just don't have the, the I vocal I cords. To... I'm going to be really needy this episode. Yeah. Everyone just needs to understand this because Shahir can't either love or hate my my. my I'm just going to sit there tone. silently because it hurts to laugh. I know. So this will be okay. All yeah. right. Moving on. Go, go, go. Uh, he also mentioned another film called Tragedy Girls, which uh, we'll check out. We, Jacob, we might get you on the podcast at some point to what? discuss. So if you are a listener and and are as committed to commenting on things that we talk about as Jacob is on Twitter, please hit us up. Uh, you can email us first at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod. Also, please check out our Facebook page where we will occasionally post the random article that will rip off Reddit. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Reddit Reddit is our main source. Uh, uh, it's our main source. It's the vein we tap Yeah, like, like dirty film knowledge addicts. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we got another lovely email from uh, New... I guess not. Not a new, new to new to our knowledge friend of the show. Uh, Steve. What do, they, what do they call that? First time. Uh, well, he says it right long, here. I'm long gonna time listener, first time caller. Yeah, he says, "Hi, Matt and Shahir. Long time listener, first time emailer. Yeah, love the show. I've been listening to you guys for about a year now, and I've gone through most of your back catalog, uh, listening to almost all your reviews. I love how you both have different viewpoints. Oh, you're. A, I'm gonna skip the pleasantries yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're very nice, but we don't need to go on. Yes, we uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need this. Steve, keep going. <laughs> keep going. No, don't I know stop, what you wrote, Steve, and it was stop, lovely. Stop. I was listening to your review of the disaster artist and my ears perked up, Matt, when you mentioned that you were eager to see I, Tonya. I worked on the film as the first assistant editor this past spring slash summer. It is a spectacular movie and we had lots of fun making it. Uh, it's in limited release right now in New York and LA and it comes out, it came out last Friday, which would be the Friday before you're hearing this podcast and it's playing at the Angelic and the AMC in Lincoln Square in uh, NYC. Hope you both get a chance to go see it and can't wait to hear your review in it. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all, that's super interesting when, um, when our listeners right in uh, and, and worked on the and film. have worked on the film. Uh, so Steve, thank you very much. And I am looking uh, super forward to to uh, super forward super forward super to forward. seeing I Tanya. <laughs> I Tanya is the move is the first film in a long time that a I didn't know was coming, and yep. then I saw the trailer and got so pumped for it. Pumped. Uh, it just I don't the Tanya Harding story. It mm. feels such a weird. I, I would talked about it before, but like this weird sort of like I remember it all, but I don't know really any of it because I was so little. I would love it to be followed by. Uh, to, to, to be part of the I female avenging cinematic universe where the next film will be I Lorraine followed by Lorraine Bobbitt. Okay. Um, and then what would be next? Uh, I don't know. I Monica Lewinsky. No, uh, I, who else you got? <laughs> uh, this is your cinematic universe. Who, who's the, uh, the, the confirmation of, um, the Supreme court justice that I'm thinking of, uh, 
current? Cla- Clarence Thomas, uh, when he was, uh, this is really reaching, by the way. This is really, <laughs> I think I'm really reaching. You might have to sell this to Disney in order for them to inject some cash into it. Yeah, yeah, the, I'm really reaching there. But no, I am, ch- I'm keen to check out I, Tanya. I didn't watch the trailer, as I obviously am not one to do, but I, uh, I do like the director, Craig Gillespie. He made a film a few years ago called Laz and the Real Girl. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is a really, really great movie. Um, so I'm curious to uh, check that out. And now that we have an inside, uh, inside, we have track, an inside track, track. I'm, uh, I'm even more excited. Yes. So thank you very much, Steve, for Steve, emailing us. Thank you. Uh, by the way, Shahir, for you not listening to trailers, uh, li- listeners, for for what? So you don't know, uh, you because you probably haven't gone to the the the, the cinema with Shahir. Uh, he puts in his headphones and listens to a podcast or something um, when he's there. Only it's really loud. So oh, really? if there's a quiet, if there's a there's, there's what's the there's a new trailer out for like a silent movie, like it's oh, like yeah, the yeah. monster. The, I, I heard and I was like down, so I tried turning the volume and, down. And but it's, I was just like, I mean, I don't care because I've yeah. seen all these trailers before. But I was like, oh man, everyone around us hates us. Right yeah, now. I don't care. <laughs> don't worry, it was the, only the, ten people. Yeah, the seven thirty crowded a story. I'm fine with losing the respect. Dude, I gotta <laughs> say that was a pleasant experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, okay. Here we go. We're gonna get. To, well, do you want to? Do you want to do? What do I want to do? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, trying to get me excited during this episode <laughs> uh, to hear me break like a. It's so good. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the the episode crawl? Because if for, for oh listeners that haven't gone back, one of the first things we did <laughs> it was kind of an epic challenge for ourselves was to review every single Star Wars movie. You can go back; they're very popular. We still get emails about those. Yes, uh, a lot of them actually. Yeah, a lot of emails about the original pre. Uh, the prequel and the original trilogy. Uh, so please, and one of the things that Matt used to do, because as, as you know, Matt is a voiceover artist, has an incredible voice. He would do the crawl, crawl, and I'm looking for this. Is, this is literally the main reason I'm excited to do Star Wars. Oh, good. It's not the movie itself. <laughs> it's not anyone in the movie. It's not the fact that Ryan Johnson is directing the film. Okay, it's just it's that this. I know you can. Then do the I'm crawl. gonna. And when it came up on screen, I was like, I was almost ready to, you know, I should have nudged him, <laughs> yeah, just like, just have me just, yell it, just yell it, just do it. The sympathetic. My crap. favorite one is I think in the the, the second prequel in episode <laughs> two when it's just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> exclamation point. I should do it in my husky. You should. Oh God. All right, here we go. Cue the classic music. Having decimated the peaceful Republic, Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys his merciless legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Only General Leia Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny, certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight. But the resistance has been exposed. As the First Order speeds toward the rebel base, the brave heroes must mount a desperate escape. They're really pinning a lot on Luke Skywalker. They're, <laughs> they're putting a lot on Luke Skywalker, and not to put the cart before the horse, but um, uh, I guess this is the first thought of mine. Yeah. Uh, I was watching that, and I was having trouble remembering like where the story of the Force, Force Awakens, Awakens ended, yeah. and I was like, were they getting their asses handed to them this hard then, or did we just skip a bunch of them just like? whittling away at the rebellion it's interesting isn't it because like the con the continuity is an interesting thing is like i don't remember what happened other than kylo ren and ray meeting and i i don't think it's that important 
in this, but it's, but I think the film seems to think that it is. Oh, well, maybe I, I think, and now it's sort of starting to come back to me. I remember they blew up the giant, uh, wannabe death star planet. Yeah. And then there was like a, they were all happy on the rebel base, but I'm sure <laughs> as evil empires do, they don't just fall apart. They, uh, the first they, order. They, they merge and they acquire the companies yeah, is yeah. what they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, you're going to, are you going to make a, a, uh, an analogy? No, I'm not. No, no, there's not, no analogy. Yet. No analogy no, for no. a specific company named after a small woodland creature <laughs> and another one that's Wait, mascot. What's the small, what's the small woodland? Keisha. A fox. Oh yeah, that one. What the? F- <laughs> it's literally. Well, it's li- half of the name of your company. That's true. Yeah, my, <laughs> <laughs> I was literally. My brain has frozen over. I was like, Disney? Is that a woodland creature? No, that's the mouse. I was getting there. <laughs> you interrupted. Yeah. Uh, no, it. Well, that that merger's happening. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Which uh, uh, my favorite tweet uh, about that was, uh, Disney acquires Fox. Great for superhero fans. Terrible for everyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite one was Mickey Mouse. Uh, on. Thanos' body. Right. And uh, it had all of the companies and Mm. superheroes and things on the Infinity Gauntlet. And it said, um, conquering the world shouldn't put a smile on my face or whatever the line from the trailer is. I haven't seen the Infinity Wars trailer, but uh, my favorite is that that someone's turned Thanos into Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah. They've turned him into a lot of stuff. It's fun. And I was like, oh, I'd be down to see that if Thanos came down and was Homer. (laughs) Um, But uh, so I I guess I had a curious experience this week, um, you know, going to movies and, and you kind of made the, the the experience of going to Star Wars to be kind of like a, a ritual almost. You know, we had to get up really early. Tickets were bought in advance. It was like, and it's Star Wars, obviously a movie that um, embraces a lot, a significant cultural import. Yeah. Um, and, and I was, I was, I was wondering about my excitement levels across these three movies that I saw this week and, and, and whether that excitement or whether the movies rewarded my efforts to go and see them. And in the case of, um, in the case of three billboards, I definitely think so. And in the case of call me by your name, yes. And call me by your name was a difficult movie to go get to go see. It was snowing. I had to like try, you know, trick all the way across the city. You walked uphill both ways. Yeah. yeah I walked uphill both ways, you know, barefoot five meters. Oh my God. <laughs> five meters in, in either direction. I don't, I don't even know what a meter yeah, is. Yeah, In metrics. That's like a thousand miles. It's like a thousand miles. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, a song yeah. about that. Yeah. This is why we don't have calculators and on the show. Just to be the man who, who walked, walked for a thousand miles, miles to fall down. At, at, at that by the door. way, that album by the proclaimants yeah. is one of my favorite, uh, like full blown albums of all time. That is a really, really fantastic album. It's not rec- just that song. Do you have a record player? I don't have a record, ah! player, but I could sing it to you in a, in a terrible Irish. No, accent. I was just like, Oh, maybe I have an idea for Christmas. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the, uh, I, again, I was, I was enamored by call me by your name and three billboards. I have to admit, um, uh, th- this, I think you and I might be the worst people to review this movie. This, Why? Because you walked out to pee halfway, you know, uh, I had a, to, during I, a had port, to. I know you had to, but I, I did it smart. No, no. I, I, and you were like, and you were asking me, you know, like, what did you miss and stuff? And you were trying to, you know, figure that out. But the other thing was I fell asleep during the movie and it was like, and there was a point of confusion and I was like, oh, I boy. love that you admit that. Oh, I'm, I'm totally going to admit that. I, I, I have no, no qualms about it. I, you know, and I know immediately listeners we were writing in, it was like, who the fuck are you guys to review <laughs> this movie when you can't even stay awake and hold your, you know, your bladder. I wanted during- to enjoy it. And I knew, well, I'll get into the, the moment that I did that when we hit that in the review. There is an app for that, by the way. There's an app for like, to yeah, tell you which, which yeah. T- what time to pee in. I should have done you it. Didn't do it. But, but at any rate, I fell asleep. <laughs> 
and and look, you I also wait. Hold on, let me paint the picture. Yeah. Shahir took his puffy jacket mm. and put it on top of him like a giant blankie. Yeah, and I was like, I guess this is okay, and I didn't really look over because I was watching the movie. I like <laughs> to get comfy. You're pretty much saying I'm the worst person to go see a movie with. No, because you didn't snore. That would be the worst person. Oh, yeah, if, if I did that. Yeah, you were silent after you turned off your headphones. <laughs> yeah, no, I was listening to a podcast the whole movie. Um, but um, And you didn't like it. <laughs> and I didn't like it, the podcast. No, the thing is, and, and I'm a fan of Ryan Johnson. Like, I am a really big fan of Ryan Johnson. I'm, I'm the, the, the fact that he was doing this movie was just a big draw card. You like me. Looper? I love Looper. Yep. I love Brick. And I love The Brothers Bloom. Mm. Um. And I think, you know, the thing about each of those films is they're intricately made, but also in effortlessly entertaining, um, you know, and he's, he also directed a couple of the, the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he's a, you know, super talented guy. Uh, he's on, uh, I've, I've listened to his interviews on a couple of other podcasts, not that you should listen to other movie podcasts, but um, incredibly talented guy, <laughs> uh, very uh, charming to listen to and, and someone who clearly knows his craft. So I was excited to, see this film just to see like with Taika on uh, Taika Waititi on Thor Ragnarok, mm -hmm. you know, like an a filmmaker that I genuinely enjoy sure. taking on a franchise and seeing, you know, what they can do with it. I have to admit, um, this film, I, I want, I, I really, I really do want to be the person who gets excited by big premier, you know, big draw cards. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. get excited by, by blockbuster films that like, you know, have lines around the block and people are talking about them and like getting excited about seeing them. Uh, I really, really want to be that guy, but I'm not going to be, um, I, I, I wish I could be excited by this, but ultimately I found myself bored by the story fatigued by the endless space battles that had little or no consequence oh. and exhausted by the idea, but that, that there would be more of these. Um, I want to love star Wars. I really, I, I want to try to love star Wars and I want to feel that these films deserve the cultural hotspot that they, they mm -hmm. encapsulate. But, as a film goer, I kind of, I kind of feel a little bit like the, the John Travolta meme where I'm like looking around <laughs> like, like what, what's going on here. And, 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 and I think the, the, the sort of the major disappointing part for me was I know people are going are flipping out for this movie. People, people are enjoying it. It's doing very well on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Today's opening day. So maybe that, that tidal wave will change over the next couple of days. I don't know. Um, but, but my biggest feeling that I was kind of con walking away from is I was really saddened that, that there didn't seem to be much hint of the Ryan Johnson personality in this film. They didn't oh, I was going to say you were sad because your inner child was dead. Oh, that's, I mean, it's been dead for a long time <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but, but this film, as much as I, as much as it is very well crafted, as much as it, it doesn't do anything bad. It doesn't, you know, there's nothing offensively bad in this movie. Um, mm. but, and, and in fact, it does some things that are like remarkably stylish and remarkably well executed. I, I generally, I was just kind of, you know, kind of sleepwalking through this movie going, I, I'm, you know, like, Hey, if people are into this, that's great. But, but really for me, this does nothing for me. Uh, and, and, and beyond that, I, I think it does nothing for the, this, this notion that there's the Disney Fox merger acquisition going sure, on. Sure, sure, sure. Which means that this is a cow that will be milked perpetually. Well, that's, that's kind of my, that's my main initial problem. Right. Is the, the, this time around, mm -hmm. it, it, it wasn't, as special because we got the other one two years ago and we just got rogue one last year. 
uh, Star Wars sort of used to be an event. Yeah. And I would get psyched for it when it happened when I was younger, when, when they, when the originals came back into theaters and yeah. then when the force awakened, like I was pumped. Yeah. Um, and I was a little less pumped for rogue one, mm. not to say I don't enjoy both of those films. Uh, rogue but- one made your top 10 list, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, re- I, I like, I liked a lot about Rogue One. I, I, there's some stuff upon repeat viewings that I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But like, but this one, this is the deal with with me. I, um, I, t- I don't know if it's Star Wars saturation at this point because the advertising. I didn't even remember it was really coming out until maybe three days ago. Right. And I know the advertising is there. I yeah. walk by Times Square every day, and it's everywhere, especially this weekend. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> I, I, I'm wondering if the if I'm just so conditioned that star Wars advertises now yeah. that I just don't see it anymore. Right. And, and I, and I wonder how long that'll go. Cause next year we get the hound solo movie and the following year we get episode nine. And like, I, 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 the reason star Wars, the original is special. And a lot of them, a lot of the, the subsequent films are special, mm-hmm. but I think part of what made the magic other than uh, nostalgia and a good film and, and et cetera is it's, staggered release schedule right it took a, it took a while to to get to see the rest of them right yeah and and uh i will say this so like then obviously the the the, the counter argument to my little statement here is well matt you like the marvel cinematic universe like mm. they're pumping out at least two of those a year right they are and for even though for all of their sameness it's still and it, even though they're tertiarily one big story that's connecting it's still individual films yeah and i feel like that's why i and with new characters that i'm excited about now granted we have certain new characters from this portion of star wars uh the star car star wars um oeuvre yeah um but i would say something else i guess we're starting to get into my first thoughts here um i was not enamored with any of the new new Right. characters this time around uh that really i mean i guess it was only was it only benicio del toro benicio del toro and rose uh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, the engineer. Yeah. Um, and, and playing them off of, uh, the three original new people, not to mention, yeah. uh, Carrie Fisher and, uh, Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill, yeah. who just gets better with age. I right. like Mark Hamill so much. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, it's actually, it's amazing. You watch this and you go, Oh, that guy's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's done so much voice work. He's a, he's a personal yeah. hero of mine just in that regard. Yeah, of course. The Joker more so now. Yeah. More so now than, uh, I mean, when I was a kid, obviously Luke Skywalker, but now I'm like, no, like his, his yeah. other work is more important to me. Um, I just feel like it's, how do I put it? It's like, uh, the, the movie, this is what I'll say. The movie got better and better for me as it went. Mm -hmm. I thought the beginning of the film was really rough and sloppy from, from a directorial standpoint. I thought, I thought it was, uh, I would say that it was actually, it was well executed and, and I could see everything that was going on, but generally I didn't care what was going on. And I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory and I agree with that statement yeah. and I didn't quite realize this until, um, until I walked out of the theater and I was like, why did the first third of that film really not connect with me? Yeah. And like, I, I really, and I, and I, I think I struggled to recover from that. Yeah. Like the first and, and, and that put a bad taste in my mouth because yeah. there's stuff in the second and third acts that I find legitimately exciting and interesting, yeah. but I had to get over this hurdle of like, it's, it's like when you eat something awful, but then like, like your dinner's bad, but like dessert's really good. Like you're <laughs> not gonna, you're not gonna, it's not gonna be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, this is my revelation, and and correct me or, or tell me if you agree with this or not. I guess the, a key 
especially if you have a big tentpole movie that's supposed to be like a, like really good, right? Like, yeah. and I mean, good as an enjoyable for most every person. Yeah. I think one of the forgotten keys, other than having you know good main characters and good solid action and a, and, a, and a style and a, and a, and, a, and a, uh, something you sort of want to say, a piece that I feel like glues all that together, especially in something super large that this movie lacked in many places, particularly in the first third, is care in the minor lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Star Wars has always been pulpy, right? Um, especially when they get in spaceships. But for yeah. whatever reason, it's never bothered me until now. But they were in when they're like in their ships in the first battle when uh, they're the dreadnoughts Poe coming is, and yeah. Poe's flying and doing yeah. the thing. Um, first of all, the the, the Poe shouldn't try to be Star Lord. I know he's sassy. He did that cool line in the Force Awakens in the beginning, but then this one where he's like on the call with Hux. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay, we're, we're going to yeah, start it, getting it, it, into spoilers it, it, a little bit as we go on. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where he's radioing Hux right before the first battle. This is in the first five minutes yeah. of the film. And he literally drops a your mother joke. Right. And I'm like, this is. It, it also, the, the actual, the, the thing about that sequence as well, and, and a couple of other ones later on, is the timing of those jokes. They never landed for me. And no. it was really strange. And I was like, I was like, why did this work in Thor? And not here. It's timing. Yeah. Like it's the totally time, timing. Because like Luke Skywalker has a line that I was like, on paper, that should be funny. Where, where Ray, you know, he asked Ray, where are you from? And she says, Jacuz. And goes, she says, nowhere. And he goes, where? She says, Jacuz. And he goes, yeah, you're right. That is nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, that's supposed to be like funny because you're sure. stoic and whatever but it just like doesn't land so there's a lot of things in just minor lines of dialogue and especially like like just like punch it woo like a lot of that shit <clears throat> just doesn't feel even genuine anymore and i wonder if it's because of a oversaturation mm-hmm. or b just because everything else and there's so many there are i really think there's special moments for 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 fans and even non-fans alike in this film and i think a lot of care and 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 focus was put into those yeah but i feel like the beginning was just something they had to plow through to get them to give some whatever like MacGuffin-y reason on why everyone else had to like why they had to split off right. through some weird mechanic how they're chasing down the rebellion ships which are faster uh, so they're constantly also, out they of have, range they, and they have shields whereas the first order doesn't for some reason the first order <laughs> shields don't work the, the, mm-hmm. this is and that's the other thing Star Wars has actually been fairly technologically understandable mm-hmm. in a sense of like oh there's deflector shields and, this, and you don't know how yeah. they work but yeah. the, but the rules are set up a lot of this especially the speed dynamic between the two fleets i was like so you can't catch up but you could still shoot at them wouldn't you be trailing farther behind they were always sort of still there so these Mm. two fleets are going the same also like this is the the first order that had a death star in the last movie and they have like a a major destroyer in this i was like this seems ship, like, yeah. yeah, this seems like you should have this on lock. But maybe they're maybe they're just like lashing out at this point. Like I'll but, give but them that. A, but it didn't you think that it felt like artificially extending the timeline of what should be happening here? Well, yeah, it's like, well, the funny thing is, they're like, we only have 18 hours until we run out of fuel. I'm <laughs> like, I guess that's not <laughs> long, but like it feels like a long it time. It feels like a long time. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, look, again, this is not uh DC level bad. Oh no, 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 no you know, but like there's the, but there's things, there's things that like chip away from like I was taken out of the movie yeah. and i've never been for every even the prequels yeah they don't take me out of the mo- i'm still in the prequels them. come on i'm not first I'm not, movie phantom menace come on the, I'm, the first time i saw phantom menace before yeah. like it was a joke and a meme and everything yeah. i was i was dedicatedly watching that movie and nothing in the movie made me be like fuck this movie what about jake tapper the kid who played uh 
You know, like I don't know. I I, I, I didn't have this reaction right. of of just sort of like I didn't see naked filmmaking. Right. And and naked sort of just let's keep moving. Let's go 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 get through this shit. No one cares. No one cares. No one right. cares. Oh, we need to set up Rose's sister. Cool. Oh, we need to set up this perfunctory plot to get Poe eventually back to Phasma. Like a lot of stuff happens in this movie that doesn't really matter. And it's weird because I, I watched the trailer afterwards and I was like, oh, the trailer is really selling the iconography of yeah. this. It's like, oh, it's Star Wars. These things matter. These people are important. You know, like the world is about to change. And yet the film does nothing of the sort and nothing really changes. I don't just I don't agree with that. Really? What? What? Um, what? Other than other like to me, the problem here is, is that this will just continue. You know, the story will just continue. The fleet will rebuild. The first, the resistance will come back. Sure. The first order will, you know, fight back. It'll, it's just going to continue like this. Yeah. Nothing, nothing well, have, other, than, no, nothing, nothing other than major spoiler alert. Oh, in this well, film. Yeah. What time is it? Oh yeah. We're about halfway through. We're going to start doing spoilers now. So if you haven't, I don't know why you'd be listening mm -hmm. to this, but, uh, Shahir, go ahead and start your spoiler. Uh, major spoilers. Snoke dies. Um, and you know, like, but is that of any consequence? I loved it. Uh, but but is so, it is it of any consequence? Yes, really. Yeah, uh, I mean, but let me let me sort how. Of, well, I'll, I'll I'll get to that. Uh, but why don't you get to it now? Because you're saying it does. I'm going. Well, I'm telling you. You said that nothing nothing changed. Nothing had weight. I wouldn't say that's the top ten changing moment. It does have consequence to the right, story. But you're saying it does. Well, how does it ch change the story? Other than Kylo now becomes the leader. I mean, because now these you two have, groups are going to still be fighting, right? Well, yeah, but the, but now it's under different leadership, and it's it. it so Snoke as a character. Um, you see a little bit more in this one in the first initial reaction when he uh, talks to Kylo Ren in the beginning and basically scolds him for fucking up so bad on the Death Star planet. Right. Um, uh, and it sets up Snoke. I, this is what I liked about that. Right. So they set up Snoke very well in this film. He was just a big stupid hologram in the last one. And I was like, okay, mm. this one he felt and I think and you can give this to Andy Serkis. Yeah. He felt like a presence, yeah. uh, even though he's a dumb CG character. Mm -hmm. And he gives some amazing lines and just calls Kylo out on his shit. Okay. And he feels powerful and present in the story for the first time. And I was like, cool. Mm. The, the one line in particular, when he's like, uh, you're, he's talking about how he thought he could be Vader's mm. disciple, but he's not. He's just he's just a stupid kid in a mask. Right. And that, and I have to give this to Jenny Nicholson, who does all the Star Wars stuff on, on YouTube. She's mm. a wonderful YouTuber. You should check her out. Uh, she uh, basically said that... Uh, it's like it, it, it solidified this idea that like, no, no, Snoke didn't give him that helmet. Mm -hmm. He just liked his grandfather so much. He's a little kid like playing dress up at the, and it's the equivalent, even in that world of like you or I should hear just going to work in a mask one day and be like, this is what I'm wearing now. Okay. Like it's hilarious. It just fucking cuts him down. Okay. And I love that. So anyway, back to sort of where we're going with it. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> um, so when there's this moment where uh, Ray is going uh, to try to turn. There's a whole buildup to this, which I enjoyed yes. uh, on the island planet, uh, where Ray goes to try to turn Kylo back to the to the mm -hmm. side of the light, um, and it's sort of a will they, won't they sort of. And you never know who's going to turn. I like that because that's interesting. Luke, you never you never thought Luke in the originals was going to turn to the dark side. Mm -hmm. The twist was always Vader being the father and all that stuff, and that yeah. at least gave him uh, presence enough to be angry and whatever. But you never thought like, oh, Luke's going to join the Emperor like that was never a question. Yeah. I honestly didn't know what was going to happen here. Okay. Out of these three characters, you have Snoke, yeah. Kylo and Ray. Okay. Could have gone any other anyway. Now I personally think, yes, if you want to look at the, the, the fucking macro of this thing, 
yeah, there's going to be two f- sides fighting and whatever the fuck and yeehaw. But I don't, but, but there are nuances that this movie does take. Okay. Um, specifically when Snoke dies mm-hmm. and Kylo in a very clever way kills him. Yeah. Um, then you think you have a moment of like, oh, cool. And especially because they have that fucking kick-ass fight scene. The, that's my favorite lightsaber battle, I think, ever. Okay. Uh, where they take on the Imperial Guard, the red the red suits. Okay. Uh, and I liked, from a structure standpoint, side note, side note, that they fight, that like, they were able to kill Snoke, and then the guards were like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> and then they had a fight after the fact. Yeah. And you think that maybe Kylo is now going to go back with her. Yeah. And then Kylo, you see him be like, Actually, no, like this is mine now. Yeah. And then the leadership moving forward is you have a different uh, relationship with General Hux, who's also sort of a snivik. So now you literally have basically two. Is General Hux in a different position now? He Well, now he's a sub. Before they were equal, now he's a subordinate but to. But wasn't Snoke like, you know, like Snoke choking him out like in the middle of meetings and shit? Yeah, but he's choked. He did that to Kylo too. Right. Kylo and and Hux were sort of same level. Right. Um, and then even Hux tried to take over when he saw it. Remember, he pulled the he was about to shoot yeah. the blaster, which I like that moment because mm-hmm. uh, he's a sniveling little asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's then Starscream in this movie. Yeah, he's totally stars. Good. <laughs> sh- yes. I like that. Here's my here's my Hold point. On. Here's my point to well, everything did, that you're let saying. Let me just finish my because this is the final <laughs> bit of it. OK. Um, so now you basically have, and I don't know, maybe this is uh, a little bit important with today's day and age of how, uh, maybe the country that used to be the leader of the free world's, uh, leadership is running. Mm-hmm. You basically have uh, a pair of children, two very different children mm-hmm. running this fucking huge evil empire at this point. And it's going Snoke at least like kept things going and moved it forward. Yeah. And these people are just like, Nope, vendetta, but we're doing it. Fuck it. And Kylo is now doing this completely emotionally instead of smartly. And that's a different and dangerous sort of weapon to wield, but it, it's not going to change in this film. And, and here's my other question to you is, well, yeah, it's episode as, eight. What it, you're going in. I think you should just accept that, except that this is just, so this is the other problem. Okay, so here, here's the thing about everything you just said. Oh. Yeah, well, you can't do it if you knock your mic over. Yeah, sorry. It's uh, crossing leagues time. Um, oh, that means he's serious. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting serious Super now. serial. No, no, but like, does Snoke's death impact anything to do with Poe, Finn, Princess Leia, uh, Chewbacca? Even, no. even does it have anything to do with Luke Skywalker? No, it's None Kyle, of these characters. It's, 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 it's only to do with, It's you, the one person right. it matters to you just didn't list conveniently. Okay. Okay. But even to, to, to Kylo changing his position, does that impact the film at all? A hundred percent. Now Kylo is the main antagonist. No, it's impacting the greater story, but it's not impacting this film. A hundred percent it does. Cause then he just decides to take all of his newfound power and just fucking do real stupid moves and attack them on that planet. That's totally not Hoth. Right, so Snoke, so Snoke wouldn't have done that. Not like that. He wouldn't have unloaded all that shit. He wouldn't have been uh, been what brash. Did Snoke, and stupid. What did Snoke want with Luke Skywalker? By the way, he just wanted him dead. He wanted because he's a Sith. Snoke was the last <laughs> this, Sith. This basically. is what I mean. None of this is none of this none of this is convincingly consequential to me. Not like like. Let me put it to you this way. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. End of the film. Luke loses his hand and mm-hmm. discovers that uh, Darth is his dad. Yep. Uh, Hans gets trapped in frozen carbonite and, and we don't know what his fate is going to be. Right. Those are, those are pretty big turns. Nothing like that happens in this movie. Nothing, nothing of consequence really happens in this movie. And I was, 
No, I, 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 I completely disagree with nothing of consequence happened. That statement is false. What? Uh, uh, hold on a second. How is it false? I, well, I've just explained, like, no, no, I've just no, no, explained no, no, one thing. And just because it didn't hit for you, yeah, you can't yeah, say that. Yeah, well, you can't say the statement is false if that is my opinion on this movie. You, you, but you, I'm saying, you're, if you're, you're looking like, from a script, saying, I'm not even talking about enjoyment. I'm talking about script fucking structure. Things happen in this movie that affect different parts of this movie and then will affect future movies. That is consequence. But it's not consequence for this movie. It's not, nothing turns in this movie that makes me go, oh shit, the world has changed now. It, it like literally Snoke dies. Okay. Snoke dies. Who gives a shit? And Luke, Who gives and a Luke shit Skywalker in, in a heroic thing at the end, uh, fading away and basically. This is like Han Solo's death. I was like, I don't, it doesn't, it does nothing for me. There's But no that's on you though. And I, they, do you want my opinion on the movie? Yes, but but you're you're flip flopping between how am I flip flopping? I'm, see that when I, I say a statement, I don't, will continue don't on. do that thing that you're doing right now. If if I'm if I'm rebutting what you're saying, but the thing the thing is, you're saying empirically that the film has consequence is or the film has no consequences false. Yes, because if you look at even the script, I'm not talking about the acting. I'm not talking about how the film is made. I'm talking about the the script that we saw portrayed on the screen. Right. Okay. There are things that happen in this movie that affect the rest of like a movie affect that has other no, movies, a movie that has no consequence. I'm trying to think of an actual example of where that's true. Okay. Uh, hmm. I mean, maybe it's uh, sort of some more slapsticky comedy type stuff, Okay, but like, but do you get what I'm saying? I, I'm coming. I'm not coming at it from a, I don't, I don't care. I, no, that's not true. I do care if you care or not. I, uh, but but to say there's no consequence in the film is kind of silly. Here's 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 my point is we know that there's going to be another one of these films. We know that that, for example, Ryan Johnson has signed on to do another three films that may be loosely connected or not connected. Is he not I, doing the ninth one? No, he's not. J.J. Abrams is doing it. Oh, yeah, that's Colin right. Trevorrow was going to do it, oh, and, he, no. uh, and he got fired from it uh, oh, in, a, in, a, in a Disney sweepout where he was fired, and so was Chris Lord and Phil Miller from the Han Solo movie. The Mayo skits, chews him up and spits him out. Um, the, there, this is just, just going to go on. And the, the, my problem here is, is, that, is that none of this none of this back and forth with Snoke, the First Order, the Rebellion in this film actually matters long term. It's just going to keep going. And 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 my problem with that is if the film has no finite ending, then it is ultimately irrelevant. Like it ultimately But it could end. It, and and here's and here's but so we didn't know, I mean in particular we didn't know that It could end, but it's not ending here, right? But like yeah, like we but, went I if if I if I died tomorrow, sure. I have just seen this movie and I I I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what the ending of this story is." I don't you know, and and and, and this the, comes down. I think this comes down to, uh, and and I don't know if you, you probably, I don't know if you'll agree. Is your you you don't like the serialization of film? I don't mind the serialization of film. What I have a problem with is that there is no purpose to the serialization in this film. For example, I think there is. No, I, I don't think there is. It it, it just it just seems like it's just going to keep going. And this film does nothing. The the thing that was odd is I wasn't a, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Force Awakens. Yeah. But as a first chapter, I. Kind of dug it more than this. Now, I I was just I'm just. I would say that had way less consequence than prob this one. probably, but it was it was a first chapter of a story. Sure, and this was kind of like a middle chapter of a story that I feel like is just going to keep going. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't seem like there's any purpose to to this other than just making money and keeping the story going. Eh, and, and, and and and. 
And again, I'm a big fan of Ryan Johnson. I don't want to shoot the guy down or anything like that. I know that guy is an incredibly talented filmmaker. And again, this is not a DC kind of level of 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 uh, malformed filmmaking. Um, but I want to I want to pull up a quote um, from a writer that uh, I've just discovered today. I was reading a lot of his reviews. Paul Risker from Pop Matters, um, and and the the quote is this. While The Force Awakens exploded nostalgia to get over with the audience, one expected The Last Jedi to be a statement film, following in the tradition of history. Failing to deliver that traditional darker middle chapters of the heroes cornered and digging themselves out of a hole, it makes no statement other than to continue the lethargic trajectory of imitations. Johnson's miscue has posed disquieting questions. Are these filmmakers authors or fans? And I was like... Look, I, I don't agree with everything he's saying in that in that statement, but I think there's something to that, which is that which is that with the the overall the the sense that, you know, you had at the beginning of this, which was that, oh, last week we got Rogue One, we got The Force Awakens before yeah. that, we're gonna get Han Solo after that, we're gonna get episode nine after that, there's another three films coming out after that. This story is just gonna go on. And there's no what what is the compelling reason to keep watching it for I me? Think- like I'm not I'm not that I'm not that in uh I'm not that hooked on this like rebellion first order battle. This is the last one. I, I kind of like how this film, uh, even for all the faults that I gave it in the beginning, I like how this film's narrative and sort of meta narrative are intertwined. And by that I mean it's all out with the old, <laughs> in with the new. Okay. Uh more original characters die. Uh, who dies? Luke. He's technically dead. Okay. Uh, he wasn't in. The he's last like one. I called him anti-dead. <laughs> okay. He was. He was in the last one for like a second, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm <laughs> saying, but he's been in. A, he's been in a bunch. Uh, but like, um, he's he's dead. Han Solo's dead. They're they're slowly moving away. Even even Snoke, who's kind of a remnant of the old Sith Emperor, order, is yeah. dead. The Jedi are done. Uh, that like there's 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 something I like that the characters, even the quote that you said in the beginning from Kylo, are like, no, like this is our time now, and we're yeah. moving forward. While I do think there's a lot of homage, like I think the last planet I, I thought it was this is i thought was the dumbest shit when they like it looks like hoth and but it's a mineral it. planet and it's just a random soldier that puts his finger on the ground and goes salt yeah. and i'm like oh like oh yeah cool. now i get it um so there's lots of yeah and that's that sorry that's going back to my other thing these weird tone deaf like yeah like second unit things yeah. i'm just like oh but um uh it i th- i don't have a problem with this continuing because and you know what else was um this is a, a sort of a reason why this film did something, even though I thought uh, uh, Finn and Rose's story was a bit perfunctory, like mm. at the end of the day, nothing they did actually mattered Yeah, because um, um, what uh, does Finn do in this movie? He goes with Rose to go find the hacker. To oh, sorry, sorry. Go- what does Poe do in this movie? Poe argues with the purple haired um, mm. Laura Dern, Laura Dern yeah. um, Holdo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vice Admiral Holdo. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll tell you something I don't like if we mm. want to get on the same page real quick. Vice Admiral Hold, Hold, Holdo, uh, fine character. Yeah. But you know what I hate they do when the 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 films of this ilk that like have had a bunch beforehand or like even you could look at Fast and the Furious. You can yeah. look at a couple things where there's a ton of them. Yeah. A new character comes in and then like all like the two or three of the old characters that you love are like we have a super close relationship and they act all like they've been there the entire like Leia had yeah. that with her. And I was like no I, also also can leia like breathe in space and float now yes is that a thing i thought that was one of the most fucking cool and powerful but is that moments. is that a thing it is now she's was because she showed she showed very minimal force stuff in the when past when has she shown force stuff? uh in uh uh number three what uh, return, return of the jedi, jedi. 
Uh, what does she do? That she can uh, communicate with Luke telepathically. Okay. And uh, she she's it makes canonical sense in a lot of the stuff. And again, um, this is sort of side stuff, but in the current comics and all that stuff, she has very minor force powers. And it was nice because you didn't what really are, know yeah. you didn't really know how Carrie Fisher's death was going to be handled. And I right. thought it was handled very well. I was glad that they just didn't kill her. I liked how Kylo didn't take the shot. I thought that was interesting. Right. How his like wingmen yeah. did. Um, and when, when she was at, I was like, or when she was floating in space, I was like, Oh, like, okay. Like, yeah. I guess that makes sense. She died. Like they have to do something. But when she came back, I was like that, that to me solidified why everyone, like, it's like almost like just a, a visualization of why everyone follows this woman still. Right. Uh, she can uh, come back from, well, like she just, can float she, through space. She, uh, like she's obviously, uh, in the story, a uh, uh, good leader and, and whatever, even though they're always running. So well, maybe why does not. everyone else die in that scene? But her, because she's, she has, she's, but like, but like everyone force. else is obliterated. Like it's an explosion. No, there, were bodies, there were bodies floating in this. Space. Right. But, but she, she just survives. Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? Like, I thought it was magical. I really liked it. And again, it's sort of, from I'm going to kill that inner magic and just say, mm. I, Oh, it doesn't have to be magical for you. That's yeah. fine. Uh, again, we've, we've determined that your sense of wonderment in this universe is, is being, is being, uh, <laughs> drained ever yeah. so quickly. Um, no, that move, that was the first moment in the entire movie where I was, I literally had like a, whoa, moment. Yeah. that was the, mo that was the moment when it started coming back for me. Okay. Um, but oh, sorry. So so uh, Finn and Rose's adventure to go find uh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Who who gives a shit? Um, because they end up doing a different plan anyway, and it doesn't matter. It was just right. it was just it was a long, convoluted way to get Finn back in front of Phasma, who they waste again. Right. Um. So oh, oh yeah, we finally saw the actress's eye. Right. Yeah, right. For a second. Yeah. Uh, um, when, what was her name? Gwendolyn Christie from uh, uh, yeah, Game of Thrones. From Game of Thrones, who I love. Yeah. Um. The. But they, they did something interesting when they go to the casino planet mm -hmm. looking for this master code breaker or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you start to see and when you meet this master code breaker, Miso del Toro, you start to see the underpinnings of how this world works mm -hmm. in the sense of like okay, slavery. There's yeah. But like there's the first order mm -hmm. and there's the rebels like we've yeah. always been dealing with them. But really, it's just that they're not like it's it's just like the real yeah. world there's actually just powers even behind them that are just buying and selling war right and that to me in a star wars movie yeah. is is interesting and that's that's the that thing. was our main complaint in the in rogue one which is like we we don't know why the force is so why yeah. the, the the first order is so bad oh not rogue well, one wasn't in, in oh well yeah. the the the, yeah. the, empire. the empire we were like what what is so bad about exactly. the exactly there's a lot of suicide bombing going on in this movie as well from yeah. the, from uh, the uh, the rebellion yeah but but so the that to me opens that door mm -hmm. and like we've obviously had um analogy before in films the empire is basically nazis and the rebels mm -hmm. were the free world or whatever yeah. and then uh now it's i think it, it, interestingly enough and i didn't see this for a little bit but the mm -hmm. first order is basically like the alt-right because it's sort of like this leftover extremist group of like whatever mm -hmm. and the uh the, the, rebel, the rebels are still trying to fight against it. it's just sort of a like uh i, I think sort of i think thing. the thing with the kid uh, at the end of the film was like a nice touch. It was a nice nod and almost made that whole storyline worth it. But it was like, it was a, it was a reach to get there and it was a little, it was beautiful. It was a little it, too it was, far, too, like a little too late, you know, to, did he force pull the, uh, I think the that was, that was the, that was the suggestion. Oof, I was wondering if he stepped on it to do it. I didn't see his foot. Uh, I'll see it again. Um, just he looked, that he looked a little too Luke 
uh, for my liking. I just love the. I love the. I, love I that. you know, because I would have liked the idea that you know that this could be anyone. But well, that's could, the thing. That's that's, that's that's the story with Ray. But and that's the st- and that's so good. And that makes her the exact antithesis of Kylo as well. Right. Because Kylo is the ch- he's a golden boy. He's like he was just this. He's oh my god. He's uh, Han Solo and uh, uh, Darth Vader's grandson and yeah. like uh, you know son of Leia and all that stuff. And and Silver Spoon. Oh, of course he's going to be this amazing. He has these powers. Yeah. And then Ray is literally just a fucking orphan tossed aside for drinking money. Yeah. And that, and I hope they don't retcon that. I hope they don't pull like a Kylo was just doing that to try to get her to come and like, I hope that's true because that makes her entirely different from Kylo. Yeah. And I, they're, they're very dichotomous at first. And again, in the beginning of this movie, when they're just sort of like, um, Skyping each other, yeah. uh, mentally Skyping each other. Uh, and he pulls that dick move of having a shirt off. Oh and, yeah. And, it's yeah. Like, and she's like, yeah, could you put something on please? And I was <laughs> like, I was like, you're the, you'd be the worst guy on Tinder. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, check out my abs, but bro. they're, but they're just like, and I really appreciated that. Um, I don't know. I, I I thought that the development they did with both of those characters was excellent. I think what they did with Luke is excellent. I it's the perfect ending. And the Yoda, I loved. I loved that we got back to like original Yoda. Mm-hmm. I don't the know, like, Yoda. But not not even just stylistically, yeah. but like character funny, wise. It's funny. He's he's a little bit jovial, and he, he's he's the character that knows that the universe is both things, and and, and at the end of the day, just kind of funny, right? Like and. Uh, Th- that line he even says like missed you uh young luke i have or something like that and luke's like fucking 70 or 80 in is this it, uh, frank Oz is still not yeah. in the voice. No, is. Is, it, is he yeah okay yeah uh that was a beautiful moment um but is that all like everything you're describing is that just tapping into nostalgia i don't think so i think it's continuation it like it, the nostalgia is throwing uh easter egg or or something along those lines like like what is what what is yoda yoda convinces bring- yoda convinces luke <laughs> to uh, not worry that everything has to end and just keep going and sort of fighting the good fight. Right. And then he does. And I think, oh my God, I think the, the whole projection thing of Luke. And I was curious why he was like clean kept and like yeah. sort of gray, like not gray bearded anymore. Yeah. I was like, did he just clean up before he went to this fucking yeah, thing? Yeah. Um, I loved that. I, I loved it so much. It was just, it was a, it was a really nice ending where, where Han Solo had a good for me yeah. emotional ending because it was his kid. Yeah. It, he didn't, he, he went out uh pretty pretty uh milk toast he right. he opened himself up emotionally and paid the price for it right luke i i i have to admit i do like i, I like adam driver a lot yeah. and and i like the kylo ren since that he's not darth vader he's this weird conflicted psychologically damaged i kind of like what they're what what's going on with him, but I feel like nothing that happens with him, he hasn't taken center stage of these of these movies. I think yet. this is the beginning of him doing that. Yeah, but it, that that that's my issue is I, get, I, I it's like if this movie had kind of like made him take center stage in this movie, I would have been like, okay, cool, I see where this I think is going. He did, but but he does like I again, mean the dude has three different origin stories in this movie, like as in the and I really respected that as well. It's the the two different perspectives, right, one um, of his, one of Luke's, and then what actually happened. Right, uh, and I love. That that to me is that that to me is one of the more that's one of the most human moments in Star Wars I right. think I've ever seen, and th- when that this is the weird thing and this is why I think I still fall on the side of defending this film. You can defend it. Uh, no no no, and but, <laughs> because I do have a lot of problems with it, but it did a lot of things that in this cookie cutter let's keep moving the story moving story moving story moving things that surprised me like like that was a real human moment. I think the other thing that really got me was there was. This is, I'm going to use consequence in a different in a mm-hmm. different sort of way. 
actions had consequences in the in the micro in the sense of so Finn thinks he knows best and is going to take over from Lord Dern and um and and do a rebellion in the rebellion he's like got to buy time for his friends in the whole Finn story arc they're trying to do this stuff and they're trying to be heroic they're trying to do the right thing and they don't Right. And it's and everyone who's like older and wiser is like no dummy like even even Ray running off to go turn Kylo like like there every character here is sort of their turning moment of like it's youth thinking you're just gonna go out and do everything and then that oh shit the the world doesn't work like that in a normal movie it would right. and this movie those moments of like brash hero heroism where they're not thinking about what they're gonna do it always kind of comes back and bites them in the ass. And then they have to really think about a thing and then they move forward. And I think there's a lot of change in all three major characters being Poe, um, Finn and well, how does Ray. Poe change. Poe change because he gets a little bit more in line of the strategist as opposed to the hothead. Mm-hmm. He gets in line. He, he decides to, uh, to call off the thing and retreat, which mm-hmm. is not his fucking style from anything else we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Leia, I think really, uh, her near death and then coming back and speaking to him and calling him off and doing all that. Like th- he respects her greatly. And it, and it, that was a sort of teachable parenting moment. Okay. Um, there, there's so there's lots None of, of this is quite Luke losing his hand and finding out Darth Vader is his father, right? It's subtle. And, and again, it's it, again it, it, it shouldn't, it doesn't have to like live in the shadow of the empire strikes back. I get that. I guess what I'm saying is, uh, am I being rewarded for going out to see this movie I at seven thirty so. in the morning? And I don't feel like, I know I, I don't feel like I am. I and, 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 and it's, it's just that, the sense that I'm not in, in, I'm not invested in this continuing story. I'm, I'm, I'm just not, it's like, I will see them because they're there, but I, but ultimately I, I, you know, like whether Finn dies in the next film, I don't, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me whether Ray could die in the next film and, and Kylo Ren could become the hero. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, you know, Poe could die. Uh, Carrie Fisher's not going to come back. And okay, cool. Like none of this, none of this really matters. I think and, I'm in and, the and, other and, and when we're, and when we're in this, like this, this like perpetual Disney universe now where we are going to see more and more and more of these movies, w- why, why should we go? Why, why should, you know, like, like, uh, and again, I'm, I'm just going to bring up, um, Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones has, has become, has, has, has occupied a significant cultural space. It is a, it is a, you know, water cooler. We need to talk about what happened. And, and, and I feel like Game of Thrones rewards that dedication by doing things that really changes the story going forward where you're like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's going to happen. And what I thought was true is now not true. And, 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 you know, as far as serialization goes, I enjoy that that rewards it. I think Breaking Bad did the same thing where it's like, I don't know where this is going to go now. And, and as far as serialization goes, we're, I'm not sure what Star Wars is rewarding me by continuing the story in this ma- in this way. It rewarded me in all the ways that I just sort of said, it does the exact same thing as what you just described for me. Right. It, it, what, if I was going to say anything is I would say force awakens while I liked it for the most part, yeah. it didn't reward me for shit. That yeah. was a winky wink the entire time thing. Nothing really changed. It was a cookie cutter sort of like, let's get back to form. Let's kind of forget about the prequels and go back to what, like something that's really comfortable, comfortable, comfortable. Right. This, 
this moves forward and it does it in inches, but it still does it. Right. Uh, it, 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 it takes characters that were cookie cutter before and kind of puts them through the ringer and, and makes them make decisions and changes that will affect later on down the line. And I'll go back to now to your, your question you've asked a couple times about like, is there a Luke gets his hand cut off Vader's his father moment in this? The closest thing I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on here and say that it's equal because I don't think it is because yeah. that moment is, is uh, from cinema. You I can't I can't put a, a, fil, a thing that came out today against that. And right, even and, have, and I'm not saying yeah, it yeah. should be that. But so, but Luke really doesn't change at all until between episodes five and six. Right. The same thing's going to happen here, only we get to see a little bit of the change at the tail end of this movie. In a way, the structure that you were describing that you didn't like and didn't have any effect in, the, that is that happens, that's going on in 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 uh, Hope and Jedi, I'm sorry, in uh, Hope and Empire, and then we see the results in the in in Jedi. Right. So like this felt And and I'm what I guess what I'm saying here is is that if we're going to keep doing this, I think they're going to do things with it. I know, but but this didn't do that. You know what I, I mean? I think it did. It, it you 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 said it did inches, and I'm like, if you really, you know, like if you're gonna do the, you need to go big. And and there I, and was one I, or two bigs. And, I shouldn't have said it. And I I don't I, I didn't find the bigs very big, and I didn't find the 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 rewards of of my patronage to be you know entirely deserved. You know, like it just kind of it is what it is. Now, again. It's not a it's not a badly made film. It's a it's a very well made film. It's a well constructed film. I just the the other thing that you know like the thought that um, that Ryan Johnson is going to live in this world for another three films now just kind of makes me go oh because because I, re- I I really like I think I love Brick. I love the Brothers Bloom. I love that Looper is his stake at like an action movie. And I was like I would love to see what Ryan Johnson, the filmmaker's got. And, and in this, I'm like, okay, this is star Wars. This is not Ryan Johnson. This is Ryan Johnson doing star Wars. Can and I, I, and I, and I'm like, eh. can I ask a question? And I don't want it to come off. <laughs> I was mean before. I don't want to be mean now. Okay. Uh, do you think, cause mm. I know I do this and I was trying to think of an example to sort of even it out, but I know I do this mm. with filmmakers and films or just even things that I'm, that, that have correlations in my life. Yeah. Do you think that because you really like Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. and you know that he's now quote unquote kind of trapped in this giant machine? I don't think he's trapped. No, 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 but, he's, like, but you, you said you were disappointed that he's not going to be making more of his original films because that's what you like from him. Yeah. Do you think that somewhere in here, along with maybe just having Star Wars fatigue, but that sort of fact does sort of pick away at you liking uh, or, or, yeah. or letting yourself opening yourself up to the movie. And I'm not saying it's going to make yeah. you cry or whatever, but, but like, but, but for example, if we, if we compare this to Thor Ragnarok, yeah, which yeah. is like Taika, a filmmaker, I really like uh, a filmmaker who I think is going to change the face of filmmaking, you know, is going to do really interesting things. He did that one film and I think he, he managed to put his stamp on yes. it. And I, you know, like you didn't see his stamp here. I didn't see Ryan's I, stamp. stamp. Like if Ryan had come in and it brought, the kind of, if he'd really, if he'd really turn this film on its, turn this universe on its head, then I would have been like, oh, okay. You know, like make more of these, keep doing what you're doing. But, but 
you know, I think Looper turned the science fiction genre on its head for that year. It like, it really changed what I thought was possible in a film that I hadn't seen in a while. And, and I really dug it. And I was like, I want to see more of, of whatever Ryan Johnson can cook up in any genre. And, and in this film, I kind of, I see star Wars and I'm, and, and I don't see Ryan Johnson and I, and, and that, that, but that's kind of my, my main question is like, do you think that that does affect even in a small bit, your enjoyment or let, or but I, but letting I think yourself, I, I don't think those it. two things are mutually exclusive. I think they're, they're symptomatic of the same issue here, which is that, that, that the, the world isn't transforming, you know, like you've got two hours of my time, two and a half hours of my time, you know, really take me somewhere, well, really, I, really move it. me. And it's, and it's, it's not. And it did take me somewhere and it did move me to the point where I, where I star Wars moves me in a way. Right. Like, and I, it, it's, it's not, it is the film's fault for not sort of doing that for you. Like, and it, it just as it would be for, for not me if it didn't. Right. But like, there's, there is something there is something I know my bias instantly. Right. Like I just do like even DC shit. I, thank God it's crap because otherwise right. I might still be like, well, and I try not to, yeah. but like I, I would never do it even on this podcast. I would never uh, uh, unobjectively try to give, I think both of us do very well in that department of just sort of, or maybe doing something objectively. That's what I'm trying to say. We, we, even if we don't like something, we can point at things we do like, etc. cetera. Right. Um, but especially with these, with these, cultural weirdly zeitgeisty sort of things i know i do get tied up in and maybe i'm maybe i'm projecting and just i was trying trying to figure out why this didn't connect with you yeah um but it might have been 7 30 in a cold um yeah, but anyway look I, I, the other thing i i saw a film this year and it was it was a really interesting um a, a film called uh, sorcerer um by william friedkin uh it came out the month after star wars was released and uh william friedkin was basically the hot kid he had won you know the french connection the exorcist and and famously he believes the 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 the, the reason that sorcerer was not very successful was because of star wars released he even uh huh. His quote is that Star Wars, um, the film changed the zeitgeist. This is, uh, I'm quoting Billy Friedkin here. That film changed the zeitgeist. I'd say 80% of American films today are all offshoots of Star Wars. If Star Wars had failed, you would not have the kind of films that are popular today. Hollywood has given over completely the comic book and video game heroes, and rightly so because they are successful. Excuse me. The audience wants them, but that hunger, that desire was tapped by Star Wars. And... I, and 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 I watched Sorcerer. Um, Sorcerer is an extraordinary movie. It's set in the Amazonian jungle. It's set in Brazil, I believe, and it's uh, it's about a uh, three four guys who have to drive uh, trucks with, filled with nitroglycerin uh, across the Amazon. And there are some incredible, like there is there's a sequence in Sorcerer where. You know, I'm falling off my couch with tension. Uh, it, it, it's absolutely mind blowing. And I kind of and and I wonder, you know, it's that thing where I like what I loved about Looper was that there's no other films like Looper. You know what I mean? Like like there are no other films like Looper. There are a lot of other films like the last Jedi. I think, and, and, and I just, and now we're in this world of the Disney Fox merger where the, the aim of the game is to create franchises. Sure. And I'm like, and like, that's cool. But I would love it if, if those franchises were rewarded my time. I think, I think this one did for me. I don't know if it will continue on. Mm -hmm. I don't. 
because like who knows what the J.J. Abrams coming back. I feel like that. I don't know. He makes good stuff, but like consistently. He made the best Mission Impossible movie, so I'm, there's that. Yeah, but he did that a long time ago. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I think you value innovation uh, over continuation. Con- no, I would say consistency. Um, well, because this is very consistent. Yeah, but I think again, and I, I don't want to keep well, this. We've sort of did our final thought. I mean, do you want to say anything else? I because I, I'm just gonna we're just gonna go back and forth at this point. We've been doing this an hour. I I really liked it. Yeah. I think it's worth your time if you're a Star Wars fan. I think if you're not, then I mean, of course, I don't think do it. Mm. I mean, that's a, that's the dumbest thing to say, but like, um, I think there's problems with it. I think it it gradually wins. It won yeah. my trust back as it went and my yeah. interest. Um. And I, and I don't think it was like, oh, I was part of the hype machine and really excited. And then like, no, like, cause I didn't, I wasn't excited. Right. Right. Um, so I, I, I liked it. I think it does some fresh. Well, things how, how, how would you rank it in your, uh, in the pantheon of Star oof, Wars movies? Oof. Where is it? Where is it set for you? Probably. Okay. So I'm guessing a new hope is number one or, or empire. New uh, Hope or Empire, right? Is your number one? Uh, yeah, Empire is still probably my favorite, even though that's okay. such an edgelordy new hope. bullshit thing to say. New, new, new Hope. hope. Uh, then maybe this one. Right. Over uh, Jedi, over... For, uh, over Jedi's eight. a little too kiddy. I remember loving it as a child, Ewoks, and that's yeah. fine. Um, over... Um, the, any of the prequels, over, over Rogue, Rogue One. one. Yeah, yeah. I, this, one, this one did the most interesting things, and, and you are right. There's not... I think the Snoke scene is the biggest thing that happens and the Luke's death scene. Those are the two, those are the really only two big gravitas moments for me, but it did so many small little things that yes, while it didn't push, it didn't break open the envelope. It did push it and be like, there's more to the, to star Wars than just these things that we always know. Right. And, and, and there's, there were surprisingly a little bit more human moments than we've seen in a lot of these mm-hmm. recently. So I, I dug it. And, uh, I, I think kudos to Mr. Johnson, uh, for surviving. This I, beast. I hate, I hate being that guy because I really, I really like his films. I've, yeah. I've tweeted at him and he's responded and I adore the brothers bloom and brick brick is, is one of the finest debut directorial films. And he's such a smart dude, such a, interesting, talented filmmaker. Um, I, I, I hate being disappointed in this movie cause I want, I want everything he does to be amazing. And I, you know, and, and that's the problem is that, is that basically this is the biggest budget he's ever gotten. This is the biggest stage he's ever been put on. And, and, and I felt, you know, deflated by, by that. And, and, you know, and, and, and thinking about the, the sort of the Billy Friedkin, you know, uh, William Friedkin and George Lucas moment, you know, Sorcerer and Star Wars, I, I'm kind of like, oh, there is this alternate universe where, where, uh, Sorcerer is also widely known as to be the, de- the you know, the end of the, the American independent or the American seventies, you know, like blockbuster, cultural movements that actually, you know, mattered. Um, Star Wars seemed to change that yeah, and ushered in the, the, the era Ch- Star Wars and Jaws ushered in the era of the blockbuster, um, where, where mo- we're making money, you know, the way Friedkin talks about it was he didn't realize how much money a movie could make until Star Wars came out. Sure. Um, and I was like, Oh, there's an alternate universe where these films could be daring, challenging, could be, could, could change our view of the world somehow. And, 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 you know, again, that, that feels like very high and mighty, but ultimately the, 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 this is what it comes down to is 
I was bored. I know. And, and, you know, I was like, oh, oh I, I went and saw two other films this week at the movies that I really got a lot out of. Right. And I didn't get a lot out of this. I'm too old for this to be, to take the case, but there is something to say about, you know, <laughs> when you see these movies and what, so the mm-hmm. kids that are growing up now will have Poe and Finn and Ray yeah. as their mains and yeah. Kylo is the bad guy and yeah. Vader's like some guy they've seen in things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is basically these kids have grown up just knowing about Sith and Jedi, Sith and Jedi. They've watched rebels. They've watched the clone wars. They've, mm. they, you know, they know these characters in and out. This film does something where it says, you know what? You don't have to be locked into this shit. Like there's always these two sides going at it, but this, this like the, the Jedi's done. The Sith is done now. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it I, you know what? It's so funny for normally my, I really am not a fan of like religious things. I think it handles the force as a religion, the best it ever has. Mm-hmm. And it treats it with a really, uh, you know, a, a level of respect that we have not yet seen from these, uh, light sword wielding space wizards. Uh, and I think that, I think kids or young adults, especially will resonate with that fact. And I think that is something that can help. Like, I know it's not the moment that you're looking for, like yeah. in film to be able to do that. But I do think that instilling values in a kid that it may be a kid's growing up and just thinks everything's sort of black and white, a hundred percent. And then he sees this movie and he sees Luke Skywalker is fallible. And he sees that you don't have to always follow what you're told. And like that could help sort of help that kid move forward. And again, mm, I, I, yeah. I see you sort of wincing and maybe I, I just don't think that that's a unusual in film either that's not no no no, that, no, no. Yeah. i don't i don't think it is either i think tons of films do that but yeah. your 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 statement was you wished that things that were of this level had that ability and i do think this does do i think that that's the goal of this film no the goal is for mickey mouse to buy nine more yachts for us to take vacations on right with spider-man swinging around the balconies yeah um but that doesn't mean that people like ryan johnson mm-hmm. can't inject a little bit of that into it while they're counting all their money yeah um so i don't know Ryan john i'm so sorry i, <laughs> I again i really i want this guy to succeed so bad and i'm and i'm sure he will and I, I just hate being that guy in the room you know like but but i am I and and it sucks all right but you know well, this has been the only, mm. I stress, only podcast. Nobody else is talking about Star Wars. About Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. <laughs> Shahir, when you're not feeling sad for one of your favorite filmmakers, where can folks find you? You can find me lamenting on my website, shahirdowd.com, where you could, you could uh, find links to my work and criticize my selling out, which I do all the time, by the way. It's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. That's so amazing. Matt, how about you? Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Skeleton. Or the number four PREZ on Instagram, Emperor MSK on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me in my life and works at MATTHWKROL.com for all of my professionally type stuff, VO producing, etc. cetera. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be uh, guesting on the extra credits. A friend of the show, James Portnow, uh, just launched their uh, Twitch campaign mm-hmm. um, that is actually, they're doing streaming. All of the extra credits crew is doing some really interesting and sort of, you know, as they do, sort of heady stuff with video games. Yeah. Uh, I right. will not be a part of the heady part i will be a part of the super fun um right now we're doing a thing we're doing it tomorrow so saturday nights um at eight o'clock eastern uh called friendship watch where we all get together and sort of just have fun and play overwatch and uh if you're a fan of james and extra credits uh come check that out is worth all of your time extra history as well yeah extra history so extra sci-fi have you been watching those they they break down frankenstein like oh it's it's good oh really uh it makes me super lime green jelly anyway Uh, Shahir, 
Oh, where can people find us? You can write in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod to tell me why I am wrong about uh, The Last Jedi, as I know most of our listeners might in this case. But you know what? Yeah. You're going to get a couple. You're going to get I'm, a couple I'm, on And your I'm totally side. fine with it. I, uh, we appreciate- Don't say a couple on your side. Oh, well, yeah. but I, pre- I appreciate every counterpoint that we get. Uh, um, my, only, my only point is here is that if you have an argument to make, uh, back it up with something in, in the film. Make an, make an argument and back it up with something. back 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 it up back it up yeah uh um, speaking of backing it up what uh how do you want to back end this uh this lovely I, podcast? I think we are in a new era which means we should go right back to where it all started to the mickey mouse club okay it's m-i-c-k-e-y-m-o-u-s-e i can't tell shahir looks really sad but he could just be because he's sick and it, i don't know i feel bad you want to go get you want to go get some candy or something let's go get a bubble tea okay bubble tea we'll see you next week bye M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E.